Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I am Cody. And returning for a second time is Diana for our cute world episodes where it's just, I'm ready for this train wreck to happen. (laughs) I'm excited. I like the concept of what I came up with, but I might not like the execution. Oh, Lord. I will say that my conception of cuteness has been shaped and formed by my experience of motherhood and the fact that things are cute only so that you don't kill them. Oh, that's a theme in my world, too. Okay, something about parenthood. I just, really quick, I mean, this doesn't have to go in the pocket, so I just want to ask you about that picture you sent earlier of the I want to smell your poop. Yeah. (laughs) I found it on Facebook on one of my parenting groups, and it was (laughs) true. I just—I saw this. Like, okay, this is probably the I most don't believe terrifying that. Thing Your I've daughter ever seen. can't write yet. <laughs> no, no, I said I found it on a parenting group. Someone else's kid. It was true in an abstract. That was just so frightening to me because, like, I just—it's like a horror movie where you just like hear like a scratching the wall that a note slides under, and there's just a note of "I love you. I want to smell your poop. Let me in. Let <laughs> me in." I do think, and I don't, I don't know. This, this is one of those things. And I know right before we started recording, you were complaining about us talking about parenting things. Yeah, but this is why I, I only like having my friends on. <laughs> that um, setting boundaries with children, I think, is something that maybe we've lost sight of recently. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or if it's just that a lot of stuff that you see around kids is just like. There being literally no, like, boundary between a parent and their child. And I'm not saying I want to neglect my child, but there is a point where I'm like, no, you're going to be over there. Your butt is not going to be in my face. You might want to put it there. I don't care. Like, sorry, dude. You can sit on my knee. Nowhere else. (laughs) Well, all I have to say for both of you is just I can't wait till you have to have the death conversation. So enjoy that. With the children? Yes. (laughs) Well, not with us. If we start talking about death, no one cares. (laughs) Oh, I'm just going to tell them everything goes to a farm. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're going to grow up believing that. It's like, ooh. ooh, Yeah, and then eventually it'll just kind of sort itself out. (laughs) Anyways, we're done. Cody, what have you been into recently? Well, okay. So, we you haven't started watching The Mandalorian you yet, You can talk about The Mandalorian. I don't care about Well, spoilers. I already did last week, so I guess it's kind of... No, you didn't because I cut of you, of you off have. halfway through. So. Oh, well, I've been watching The Mandalorian. That's good. But more importantly, two things. One, I've been reading... I read this book called A Darker Shade of Magic. You talked about that last Where week. I had to apologize to one of my friends because I said it was terrible. I'm listening to the second book, and I love it, because it's all about pirates kissing. And I cannot think of a better recurring set piece in a book than pirates kissing everything. It is the best. Kissing everything? Everything, yeah. If this was the round table, there is a joke very roguish pirate <laughs> who's like a side character who's just a heartbreaker. Oh, like He's Captain Jack. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, there's these two brothers, and they're, like, one of them is, like, a super powerful magician, the other one's eventually gonna become king, and this pirate broke the potential king's heart, like, in the past, so now his brother hates him, so every time the pirate shows up, his brother, like, tries to murder him for breaking his brother's heart, you know, it's really cute. 
It is adorable. Yeah, this is now um, Welcome to World Shop, the ASMR podcast. Ew. I'm going to go crinkle some chips in front of the microphone and eat. Really? Don't, Cody. Put, <laughs> put, the, put it down. Put it down. Okay, anyways. I'm going to talk co- about the other thing I've been into. Yes, what else have <clears throat> you been into? I started watching her, and now I've just, I'm just. I thought you like already a- saw her. Yeah, but no, I just, I watched it again, and now I'm all, like, moody and weird, you oh. know? I of course you're moody and weird. Let's look to My Chemical Romance instead. That's a better Never? moody weird. Uh, but Diana, have you seen the movie Her? I have, yeah. I didn't Did you like it? Cracked up. it? It's not all it's cracked up to be, I don't know. Diana doesn't know anything about movies, we're moving on. <laughs> I mean, it's... I love we don't how have... you just, you it insult people deep. when they don't like what you like. Like, last week you <laughs> insulted people for not liking... Well, for me, not liking mushrooms. And this week, you're insulting Diana because she doesn't like her. I hate mushrooms. Oh Let's God. not get on okay. this. Okay, you're talking about eating mushrooms. Like the she actual I food. You guys not had like this the... whole drug conversation without me, and I was going to be very. No, no, no. The, the actual food, not like of uh, the tripping. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, no. Ryan made me mushrooms. It was a great time. Cody wasn't there, but he yeah. was also there in spirit. <laughs> I was judging you in spirit for not liking mushrooms. They're mushrooms just another way to eat butter. They're great and garlic and salt, oh, which is all we really want to eat, anyways. Okay, ill, ill. I'm done. They're Diana, perfect. on a less disgusting topic, hopefully. What mm. have you been up to? Oh, that's always risky. Um, <laughs> it is. Oh God, I've been being screamed at by my toddler. What else have I been up to? Uh, I married and divorced Shane. Uh, oh actually, yes, yes. You don't ignore him to divorce. You just Pay 50,000 gold to divorce. You can't just bury him in your backyard or something? Are you talking about an Harvest Moon? No. Stardew Valley. Valley. (laughs) Yes, well, so, okay, Harvest Moon, But, like, straight up, I wish you could go on, like, a murder route, like, kill your husband, like, the cops have to, like, find a way, like, to prove it was you, but you committed the perfect crime. made a murder cult Stardew, I would pay them $100 to let me play it. Only $100? So there is a Stardew Valley-like game where you're a gravekeeper. Yeah, but you can't start a murder cult. Well, I mean, it's kind of, well, in a way, cultish and focused around death. But anyways. Not all things focused around death have to do with the occult. Diana, I feel bad that you divorced Sean. I know he's... Shane. I don't know his name because he's unimportant, but you know, uh-huh. that feels that feels harsh. Did you keep the chicken? No, no, he. Took oh, the he took the chicken. Him. You didn't win the chicken Never in court. Mind. I'm okay with it. Did now. you have to go to yeah. court? Oh God! Well, I went to the mayor's house. Does that okay. count? You went to his house, <laughs> kicked out his door. I'm divorcing my husband. <laughs> what does he do yeah. now? Is he just like around town, and you can still he like probably killed himself. Him? He won't talk to me. He won't <laughs> kill himself because he still has his chicken. Wait, but I uh, walk up to him and I click on him and it's just dot, dot, dot. Can you he marry someone else? Yes, I'm wooing Harvey. Now I just have to wait for a stormy night to get the mermaid pendant in order to marry Harvey. Thing is, though, that I've already basically completed the game. So really all I've got left to do is marry Harvey. <laughs> Okay, I so the I game just want to know end. who I Harvey is. Just... Oh, no! Oh. Ew, oh, yeah. Harvey? No, but see, he's a doctor. He's responsible. He's clean. He's So nerdy. he's everything that Shane wasn't. <laughs> yes! So You, you only married him for his, his chicken. 
No, the chicken. It was the chicken. It wasn't bloody. I married no. Shane for the chicken, and I'm going to marry Harvey for his clean-cut nature. And yes, his money. Because I totally need his money, because I am just rolling in money. Oh, but, the but hipster. I've completed the game. I could continue playing the game inf- infinitely. It never stops. But all I'm doing is just harvesting jelly and selling jelly and wine and getting more money. And I can't even spend money fast enough to like get rid of it. And it's So he's marrying money. you for the money. Oh, Shane? Yeah. Oh, and, and I suppose Harvey would too. So, Diana, this is like a, I don't want to say like marrying a cleanly person is just like, it is a thing that happened in well, your life. Well, looking at your room, uh-huh. it seems no, that yes. Mandy didn't marry well, no, a cleanly here- person. <laughs> Oh my god! But Cody, you are Shane, and Eric is Harvey. <laughs> I don't work at a Joja Mart. <laughs> Anyways, no, are you? Were you like a trash person by default, and then yes. like, are you? Do we never tell you about? Well, okay, so I have. I may not create much crap. My, I mean, I do, but I, I try not to create too much. But when I had roommates, they would. Um, there was more than once wherein we just kind of, I stopped cooking at home so I wouldn't have to do dishes. And then they kept cooking at home and then they didn't do dishes. And then one day Eric came over and lost his mind and, and did everything. the dishes. Yep. <laughs> and he found a whole strawberry almost completely dissolved into mold at the bottom of the dish pile. And he was very upset about it. <laughs> so you are Shane. That's why you hate Shane because you are him. Yeah. Yeah, oh my exactly. gosh. None of them were my dishes. None of them were my dishes. No, no, no. Because they weren't my dishes because I didn't cook at home. This is that the weirdest like, like, episode of psychotherapy we've ever had. Like, <laughs> if you if you live in a place, they're your dishes now. And it's on you too. Like, let me tell you, look, I manage the cleanliness of a fraternity house. Here's the <laughs> oh. deal. Ooh. No, no. Time is a flat circle. It just keeps going. Oh, the same head. conversations keep <laughs> happening over and over and over again about whose responsibility it is to clean. It's uh-huh. everybody's. If you see a mess and you don't clean it, it's your fault. Yeah, that was well, my see, rule in the frat house. That's generally my attitude now that I'm in a home with someone I'm married to. But then he gets mad at me when I don't clean. And I'm like, but if it was messy and you saw it, then why didn't you clean it? And then he's oh like, because God. I clean everything. Because he has a much lower threshold than i do <laughs> much yeah yeah i mean anyway. i know how that goes i, I can i'm just, just gonna start wearing of- t-shirts that just say i am eric <laughs> on it because i understand oh should <laughs> i have said his name i'll bleep it out <laughs> you have to bleep it i'll bleep it out but i'm just gonna have i am eric on my shirts because <laughs> just like that's that's what i feel right now <laughs> it's like oh my god he needs support the man needs support yeah well the other the other charming thing about harvey is that he's obsessed with um ham radio and eric oh. definitely had a ham radio phase oh so that, so yeah you are literally marrying eric on your game of course he's obsessed with ham radio i'm just wondering how much more white they could make him oh man i don't know are there he's- any black characters in that game one, he's the scientist. His name is Demetrius. Oh, and I guess his daughter is is black, technically. We got Her two of them. Maru. We got two of them. We're moving yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. if they make Stardew Valley th- 2, there will be three of them. Uh, take that, <laughs> white people. You can't handle all that black. <laughs> oh, my God. There'll be three, and then all the white people will start getting nervous. They'll move to a different part of Stardew Valley. <laughs> it's going to be about... <laughs> 
actually, yeah, Demetrius and Maru live up in the corner by the cave. Oh my but... god, that is so effed up. <laughs> oh, but no, Diana. No. no, but he's a scientist and he's married to a white lady. Oh, he's one of the good ones, huh? Uh-huh. Unlike those other ones who aren't scientists, we needed to have the best black person in this game. <laughs> I'm very good at this, by the way. I could go all day. Before we run out of time, although I could continue talking about Stardew Valley, I wanted to mention, because Cody, I know, reads webtoons. Um, Frickin', um, okay, so I've been reading Laura Olympus, which I realized from listening to this podcast that Cody also reads. And I also, my new favorite. Didn't we tell you about Laura Olympus? No, no, I saw it on a Diana, I sent you the Patreon. Anyways, who cares? Get to what you were talking about. Shut up, Cody. Anyways. Yes, I was like, oh my god, you also read Laura Olympus. Uh, My other favorites are Ghost Wife and, um, what's it called? Um, (laughs) Ghost Wife and what's it called? It's, uh, this is going to drive me crazy. Um, Third Shift Society? um, Because I'm liking that one. I love you. Which one? Uh, Third Shift Society. I have never seen that one. I love that one's you. real good. With you spelled Y O O is like. My oh, I thought it was right gonna now. be you, like the sheep. I love you. No, that would that, be weird. That would be fantastic. <laughs> That's I love a different you. type of webcomic. <laughs> <gasps> you guys sound like you're afraid of furries. <laughs> I'm a I woolly. Mean, a woolly. Uh huh. Um, no, but Ghost Wife is what Twilight should have been in Japan. Diana. I have to tell you something. This is Did a true, true it? thing. I re- I read it, Diana. It's 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 real bad. It's, it's like really so bad. Good. Stop your little whore mouth. It's I love it. Not good at all. It was really bad. Okay. The whole time uh, so I was for reading reco- it, I was okay. like, "What is Diana doing right now?" Cody, usually for recommending things mouth. on the show and talking about what we like, it's so that other people find interest in it and like connect with us. So what we shouldn't do is be like, "Yeah, this is trash. Don't ever look at it." That's what <laughs> okay, we shouldn't here, do. No, no, no. Here's what you have to understand: is that this is coming from the fella who thinks that Neil Gaiman sucks. This is so. coming from the guy who didn't like. He just complained he about a book that he wouldn't read just because it had British people in it. That's the only thing he didn't want to read about that book. Yeah. And then he loves it. So Cody is wrong about a lot of stuff. Cody is so wrong about a lot of things. Ghostwife doesn't have British people in it, first of all. They're all very Japanese. No, but I was just saying you don't like stuff for little stupid reasons. Yes. Oh my God. Like British people. My kid is screaming again. Why is she screaming? I have a much longer reason why I have a distaste for British fiction. Yeah, we've talked about it in nauseum. God, no. I th- I think that okay, I'm on anyways, to like a real so what I have been anyways. reading, watching, like paying attention. No to one asked you, Jordan. It's my podcast. Get get out. <laughs> anyways, Jordan, what have you been watching or reading lately? Um, the same stuff as last episode because it's only been four days in between. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just beat Untitled Goose Game right before I got on this. It was extremely fun. See, Diana knows what it is. Do you not know what it is? I'm sorry. You're just like, I beat He couldn't conceptually figure it out. I had to like explain it to him and he still didn't get it. And then Eric came and explained it to him and he still didn't get it. (laughs) I just don't understand the point of Goose Game. I'm sorry. Don't don't you remember, don't you remember the goat game? That one goat game where (laughs) you're wobbly? Yeah, goat simulator. Yeah, but yeah, I do. Yes. This is like that, but intentional and evil. Yeah. Oh my God. It's fantastic. I loved every second of it. It was just a really fun game. And then um, this weekend, I'm going to put more hours into Death Stranding, the delivery, Amazon delivery oh. game. I don't 
What? Wait, did you say Amazon delivery game? That's basically what it is. You deliver packages back and forth, and there's this weird convoluted plot about death and evil death monsters that try to kill you all the way. If I explain it like that, it sounds like a terrible game, but it's actually interesting. I'm laughing because you said packages, and then I started (laughs) laughing at myself for laughing because you said packages. Because you are a child. Yeah. Oh. Okay. If I like Stardew Valley, I can't really judge anybody for liking package delivery. <laughs> the way you <laughs> package deliveries. Oh, come on, Diana. Is that, that why you sense. married Sean for package delivery? Shane. Dang it! <laughs> you can't even like try to have this funny joke or point because you just messed up the name. It's even meaner to him too because I can't even get his name right. <laughs> He was a boring person with a disgusting house, and then she divorced his ass. Oh, my God. I think we should probably start. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, so this is Cody, podcast now. It is. It is now. Yeah. Um, She's a new co-host, Cody. I'm sorry to inform you, but you're gone. Diana's in. Oh, man. It's fine. I'll go to every... one of my other podcasts. <laughs> they <laughs> love me. to be interrupted and delayed by a toddler's just heartbroken screaming, which she's doing again I now, mean, she can be way. on the podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, you say that. I've been there. <sighs> I mean, I was technically there with um, Graham for, like, what, two weeks? And then never again? Yeah. Oh, Graham. <laughs> you say- Anyways, so, Cody, as usual, what was last week? The Remember- lava. Yes, and I was very upset with you. Because yeah. the actual prompt was, you can't build on the ground. And I gave him the example as floor is lava, and he just stole my example and just made it himself. I <laughs> thought he was saying, I thought it was, Again, you I can't will, touch the ground. Excited. Subtitle, the floor no, is lava. No, I sent him a text like, hey, you can just look at the roll chart because it's highlighted, but it's the um floor, sorry, it is, you can't build on the ground. And then in a separate text, I said, I.E., for example, floor is lava. Uh, no, I.E. is not, for example. What is I.E.? I.E. is that is. Ah. It est. <laughs> so. Suck it, nerd. Get, Diana, get out of here. You're off the right. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're off the podcast. We're done. Okay, guys. Oh, well, well, it's been a good week. Looks. You can check me out at sometime, I guess, zero zero at Twitch.tv, <laughs> Cody at Wandering Gamer Network, and just don't look up Diana. <laughs> She You're will gonna find some you. scary stuff if you do. <laughs> well, you will you never find the bodies, but <laughs> okay. Is everybody Damn ready to it. roll for initiative? Oh, sorry, Cody. Oh. What is this week? This week is um, cute worlds. Yes, a very cute world, which I'm sca- like legitimately scared for what you guys did, because Cody <laughs> told me his is like alien, and Di- Diana just kind of laughed when I asked. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's all the whole thing of you know, like. It's something is cute, so you don't kill it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. no. I believe I used the words body horror. Yes, body horror. Did and you I use said, the word body horror? Yes. When yes. we were texting back and forth, she used the word body horror. And I asked if she was talking about motherhood or talking about her world. And she didn't answer. And I was so, <laughs> at work, I was legitimately like, I shuddered. I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no. I okay. rolled a six. Cody, what are you all? 12. 15. Oh, my. Right, oh, man, I'm good sit, at this. Okay, my world is specifically short because we have three people and I don't like editing two-hour shows. <laughs> Which the fans don't know they're two-hour shows because I'm that good at editing. But, yeah, two-hour mm. shows. 
Okay, so this is a very cute world, and unlike literally everything else I write, I don't have a character or a voice for this. Surprise. Welcome to the continent of Sunnyside, an area where the sun is always shining brightly and the inhabitants live in pure harmony. The continent is surrounded by the shimmering blue sea marble water. I just want to say this podcast is called World Shop, not Continent Shop, but whatever. Cody, you've literally built towns before, so you can't even talk. (laughs) You you can't even talk. (laughs) You've literally just built towns. Okay, so the beaches of Marble Water are always littered in beachgoers who play in the fresh white sand building mini castles and other sculptures. In the center of Sunnyside are the twin mountains Campfire and Mount Scoop. Campfire is an active volcano, but is not dangerous to the inhabitants. I hate you, Cody. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing at me this time? You named a mountain scoop. What do you want me to do? It's a cute world! <laughs> Heaven forbid I find your world entertaining. My bad! <laughs> Those who like the heat love to visit Campfire for many trips, and they enjoy the natural hot springs in the side of the mountain. On the other hand, Mount Scoop is cold and topped with fluffy white snow. Some of the inhabitants believe it to be topped with ice cream because of the colorful ice crystals that give it the appearance of having sprinkles. <laughs> Mount Scoop looks like a giant ice cre- giant scoop of ice cream that sits atop a mountain. Many of the inhabitants biz- visit Scoop for the glorious ski <laughs> resorts and other cold water activities. To the west of the Twin Mountains is the Shade Forest, a thick woodland area home to many exotic adventures. To the east of the Twin Mountains is the Sea Salt Desert, which has shimmering blue lakes and many natural geysers. And to the north are the Donut Plains, where many sweet treats grow naturally. And to the south is the Wind Whipped Hills. In the Wind Whipped Hills, there are many aerial courses where those who can fly can be free to do so and play in the naturally windy area. You see, this world is filled with many animals who laugh and play together. The animals can be defined as three different groups. The scales the fluffballs, and the feathered. They all live in harmony, but generally, the three groups stick to their selected areas. The scales live in the desert or near a campfire, the fluffballs live in the forest, and the feathered live in the wind-whipped hills. But we will talk about all that later. And that's my first Everyone part. needs to know that Cody is doing really stupid things with his face. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I literally... On a straw. <laughs> I just have to go, what, like, just completely focus on one thing because I can't well, look Jordan at you. Jordan is talking about fluff balls. <laughs> I don't... Diane, okay, look, it's going to be a really difficult episode to get through. <laughs> I nervously fidget, and one of the things I do is chew on straws. I've always hey, done it. Cody, you've noticed that I always fidget under the camera. <laughs> Well, this is silent. If I fidget with stuff on the desk, it picks up on the mic, and then you complain about it. Yes, because it's bad podcasting if you just have stuff rattling. All right. (sighs) It's Cody's turn. Y'all ready for it? No. (laughs) This is an audio log from the Chief Tinker Master. This already is not starting out cute. (laughs) (laughs) The star date is 12 moons. After the third solstice, unfortunately, at this point, we have no choice. The situation on board the vessel has become dire. There is nothing left to do. They just won't stop breeding. At this point, we have decided exile is our last hope. Tragic as it may be, I believe 
I should start at the beginning. Long ago, the Splorps took to the stars. <laughs> Even when we were on our own planet, we knew that we were hideous to look at. We were the most disgusting thing on our world, and it only got worse from there. When we went to the stars, everyone we found was more beautiful. Don't even get me started on what we look for. We are pale, damp, and sticky. So white people. Everything about us is horrible. Our arms are so tentacles. Our faces are nightmares. Our own children cry at the look of us. We were widely hated when we took to the stars, but we were very clever. So I came up with a solution. I sought to make new bodies. I would make us a perfect host so that we might abandon these horrible shapes. This was a long process. It required us to gather many samples. We found the most cute, the most cuddly aliens. We harvested them. This process was mm, problematic. There this were is supposed deaths. to be cute. <laughs> But eventually, we had collected all necessary materials, and I made my first creation. Its name, Twinkle Snugs. It was perfectly cute. Giant, inviting eyes, soft fur meant to be snuggled, adorable round cheeks. They were also <coughs> extremely strong, nimble-minded, and driven to constantly reproduce. They were the perfect amalgamation of over 100 cute aliens. Unfortunately, as we created more of them and they began to breed, they became sentient. And now we cannot stop them on board this vessel. Every time we look at them, we just go, ah, we are unable to kill them. They have begun to take the ship. At this point, we have decided since we cannot kill them, exile is the only option. So, we've crammed all of them on board a giant canister and are going to dump them on the first habitable planet. <laughs> and that is the end of section one. Oh, thank God. So that voice is you, grating. You trouble with tribbled the Daleks, is what you did. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Okay>. 100%. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I am not sure how you kept a straight face. Yeah, I really am that. surprised. But also, that you voice is extremely really disgusted, grating. Jordan. The whole time, you just looked so bad, deeply angry. Of course, no, I'm filled with rage all the time. My soul is burning fire. Which, <sighs> man, those are good lyrics. I need to throw that in there somewhere. No, you don't fire. need to write emo songs. <laughs> no, man, because of Wizard Bruiser, I am back into My Chemical Romance. I'm going to oh, be like them. No. Oh, no. Seriously. They're so good. They are so good. Yes. I'm glad you agree, because I couldn't imagine if you disagreed. Like, this podcast would be so much worse. Oh, my God. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> shoot, Sweet Revenge? Was that their one album that came out when we were fairly young? Yeah, Three like Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Oh, my God. Yeah, so good. Just the perfect album. It's just perfect. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, Diana, it's your turn. Body horror time. I'm terrified. Uh-oh. All right. I rest my head on the dashboard, shaking. I am the only one left. The plague that swept our crew left me untouched. When the sickness first appeared, we changed course to find the closest medical facility, but they quarantined us and wouldn't let us land. Even after they were all dead, Ground Control told me, very sympathetically, 
that if I tried to touch down, they would shoot me out of the sky. <clears throat> so I figured out how to set a course for the ne next nearest civilized planet. I am not a ship's engineer or a pilot. I am a singer, a, a troubadour. I had no idea how to check fuel levels, and honestly, it never even occurred to me to try. The computer had apparently tried to notify me that I had set a course beyond fuel level capacity, but somehow I dismissed it. There were a lot of pop-ups. When I finally understood the trap I'd gotten myself into, my only choice was to let the computer chart a course to the nearest habitable planet, just barely within fuel range. It's a miracle I managed to let the computer land the ship without screwing it up. My bones are still rattling from the whipping G-forces of touchdown. I can only pray that I will find someone, anyone, to help me on this strange planet, recorded on the ship's charts only as J3972184 with no description. I check the Enviro data, and relief tingles from the crown of my scalp down my spine. The Atmo is breathable. Another miracle. As I lift my eyes to the view screen, I bark a laugh through my numb tears. I have landed in a barren, overwhelmingly pink field. I can't quite make sense of it. The ground looks smooth, weirdly unnaturally smooth. In the distance, I think I see mountains, but they are unusually round and low. No trees or plants interrupt my view to the horizon. It looks like nothing so much as a landscape made of, of bubblegum, <laughs> with bubbles ranging from as large as boulders to as small as pebbles, none perfectly spherical, but mostly smooth. The surface reflects light softly, casting almost a gentle pink glow to the air. As the computer's planetary data continues to roll in, my heart clenches. There are plentiful signs of life, but nothing the computer recognizes as technology. Of course, if there were humans here, there would have been more information in the database. But maybe, just maybe, if there are aliens, their technology wouldn't register with the computer, if it's weird enough. Maybe. I can hope for another miracle. I pull up the 3D model of the planet that the computer has cobbled together from the data it gathered during landing. So far as I can tell, there is only one Pangaic continent, and it is fairly small, considering. The cloud patterns show absolutely no storm activity whatsoever anywhere on the planet. But that's likely just a computer or sensor error. The data identifies a geologic hotspot on the other side of the planet, under the ocean, but I am nowhere near a coastline, so I move on. The land of the continent slopes gently and consistently upward towards the mountains, which are roughly in the center of the landmass. The computer couldn't detect any photosynthesis occurring anywhere on the planet except for a location concentrated in the center of the mountains. If I have to choose a direction, I suppose that's it. If there's anything intelligent around, they would certainly have noticed my landing and would come looking. Well, whatever this weird pink hellscape has waiting for me, I'm ready. I've loaded up all of the all, one of the all-terrain four-wheelers with everything I could need. Ration packs for six months, oxygen canisters, five sets of clothes, 50 gallons of water, water recycling kit, and an iodine water treatment kit. So I'm wearing lightweight armor that absorbs kinetic energy, the most durable seeming boots I could find, and I made sure to cover every inch of skin to protect against UV. And, of course, a helmet. I'm ready. I lower the ship's loading ramp. 
It whines and finally squelches a little as it touches earth. I accelerate, right until the whole vehicle flips forward over its nose, throwing me headlong. I'm fortunate I forgot to put on my seatbelt because the whole damn thing bounces away, wheeling end over end until it tips onto its side, wobbling. My neck is killing me. As my head hit the ground, it gave underneath my weight like a trampoline, twisting weirdly. But no broken bones or even bruises, so far as I can tell. I sit up slowly. This weird pink surface is not, so far as I can tell, any kind of plant matter. And it's definitely not anything I would recognize as rock. My hand sinks into it as I push down. When I stand, I see my body left an impression, like a weird bubblegum snow angel that slowly disappears. I take off my glove and touch the ground, and decide that the best descriptor I can come up with is velvety rubber or rubbery velvet. I don't spend very long trying to get the four-wheeler going. It's eminently clear that there's no way it's going to grip the ground with enough friction. I have no choice but to load up with as many ration packs and water cans as I can carry, along with the water recycling and treatment kit, and set out on foot. So yeah, this is Death Stranding, but pink. So far, and soft. Okay, I will say I'm really glad that the ground itself wasn't bubblegum, because gum actually, (laughs) gum actually, like, I don't like it, it, like, that freaks me out so yeah it's just like yeah just the, why yeah, don't you just, like gum because i'm weird just well, the stickiness the chew just everything gum? the amount huh? of times i've stepped in someone's gum okay that's can you really... can you imagine trying to walk through Ugh. chewed gum Ugh. not like, chewed gum but like unchewed gum i'd be into that so <laughs> so <laughs> just sugar just yeah solidified well, sugar. no but i mean like a stick of chewing gum is actually kind of a pleasant texture yeah. yeah, but chewed gum is yeah, what I'm talking not, about. The world wouldn't well, be no, coated yeah. in unchewed gum. Come on, guys. <laughs> that would be I'd stupid. Be with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I believe uh, it's Jordan's turn. Okay, now I was going to ask you guys if you remember what the um, topic was, but Diana's world is shaping out to be cute. I don't know about Cody's yet. <laughs> I got that the presentation is not cute. It is about a cute world. There's a difference. I hope. I hope there is. Okay. For your sake, not mine. Anyways, second section, flora and fauna. I actually don't remember what I wrote, so this is going to be an adventure for me too. (laughs) The three groups of animals live throughout the land and take care of it as it is their homes. The fluffballs in the forest cut down great oak trees to build their homes, but not before planting new seeds. You're also a tree hugger. I... (laughs) I am a tree hugger, okay? They use magic water from the lake to help the trees grow big and strong. They do not take without giving back to the land. Oh my god, I am a tree hugger. (laughs) This is exactly what happened on the last time you were here. This is what happens every single time you write a world, Jordan. Jordan, Because you you need to respect the world. world. Trilos. You need to respect the world. We're killing our planet. Anyways. They make sure to stay safe when making fires to cook food on, but most of the people in Sunnyside are vegetarians or pescatarians. There are no fish people in this world. <laughs> the forest, the forest fluffballs are the types are all types of animals from rabbits to dogs to deer. Far and wide, their homes stretch out, but as a community, they treat each other equally. Some fluffballs like to scour the forest looking for rare items and treasures that they can show to the others. In the desert or at the base of campfire are where the scales live. 
They are all scaly creatures from alligators to snakes, all the way to bearded dragons or komodos. Like the fluffballs, they treat each other equally. They can be found sunbathing and relaxing next to the hot springs, but it is not all re relaxation for them. They are very hardworking and run resorts and other businesses on at the top of campfire. They are a resourceful bunch, but they are always fair, especially to outsiders. There are some scales who like to explore the deserts, hunting for treasures buried in the sand or swim out to the lake to find hidden crystals. These crystals shine in the light and make very good decorations around the resort, resorts or in homes. The feathered are the birds of the south. They are acrobatic flyers and daredevils. They take to the wind easily and fly fast through the jet streams that hang over the wind-whipped hills. But they aren't just daredevils who spend their time showing off. They can be businessmen, gatherers, collectors, and easily enjoy the finer things in life. The feather, feathered like to eat gourmet meals made up of rare insects found throughout the lands. In the wind-whipped hills, some of the feathered have found hard-to-reach caves and other secrets that hold many treasures. They share these with the other feathers in museum-like areas. Though the animals stick to their main homes, they also spend time together on the beaches or in the resorts in the mountains. Some like to vacation in the donut plains and eat sweet treats, but they don't stay there for very long because these treats are high in calories. <laughs> these areas are welcomed for all and owned by the members of all groups. Like I said, these creatures get along, but this wasn't always the case. And that is the end of my second section. I just need to point out yes. that you said nothing about the sustainability practices of finding and eating those rare insects. I'm very disappointed in you. They're going I'm to a tree hugger, not an insect hugger. <laughs> <laughs> screw the spiders and all the... Well, spiders... Okay, you know what? Screw them all. Burn them all. <laughs> Cody. Cody, what are you doing? I don't know my what he's doing. I choose dog ignore. is just staring at me. Bumby. And he's very upset that I'm not petting him. That sounds like my kid all the time. That you gets upset that you don't pet her? Or wave at her, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Y'all ready for section two? <laughs> you had a, a big emphasis on the first syllable. <laughs> Y'all ready for I was section a little two. bit worried. <laughs> what? <laughs> It sounded like you were saying y'all ready for sex. And oh. I was like, whoa, this is going to get interesting. We've already talked about reproduction. So. Oh, Lord. Can oh, we bye, just... Cody. Can we just... What? what the fuck? This is a podcast, this, this Cody. You awful. can't just walk away during the middle of the podcast. Well, I definitely can because I just did. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's either Diana, that or you're okay. going to hear my water softening. Diana, I really... I need to ask you. Can you please just be the new host? Like, can you relieve <laughs> me of this pain? I mean, if you're willing to accept the pain of me popping in and out of the podcast every five minutes because the child is inconsolable. Well, like I said, the child can be on the podcast as well. Oh I'm God. fine with that. I guess I should have just left the door open. They didn't have the, uh, the, you know, this water softener rushing for the next 25 minutes. Well, I'm glad you did it. You I should just really have hoping. it turned off for the podcast. It's, oh, on, it's on a timer. It Did, doesn't work that way. Can't you pause the timer like every no, other machine not, in this world? It's not how it works. All right, y'all ready for section two? <laughs> Emphasis like on the again. action. <laughs> y'all ready for sex? <laughs> y'all ready for part two? Uh -huh. This is on the moon of Lotus Minor. It is an audio broadcast from Twinkle Snugs. Hello, everyone! I cannot tell you how excited I am to be here! What? With all oh of my, my 
Step one, group hug! The group hug team is made up of cuties that want to snuggle every single person and every single thing on this planet! Jordan, so, you're closer to him than I am. Can you go strangle Co- Cody, him? Cody, just really quick. I just want to <laughs> yeah. say you are talking at such a high frequency that I'm pretty sure there's no way the mic isn't picking you up from my headphones. Like, I literally had to turn you down to volume of two because that was so <laughs> high. Did you did you pretest your gain on audacity before doing this? That's, that <laughs> I'm gonna was... go ahead and scroll back and check real quick. Yeah, it's like you know, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's good, but I'm I'm leaning back, you know. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying about the three step program, step one being the group hug. This is where we are going to go around and just meet everybody. Now we have detected three advanced sentient species. Yay! We're gonna group hug you! Don't worry about it! So, the goal of this is to determine how we might be able to fit into your societies! And always remember, first impressions are important! My dog hates what I'm doing right now. He's yeah, no dog. Behind me. It's like, is Graham crying? No! Step two! Party! Think of this as a trial. I got, I got it. I got, I got to put him outside. Bobby you got to do a different voice. Hero. You can't do no. that voice. Bobby has to stay. Bobby has to stay. He's the only thing. I love how he's just like, no, That's happening right Father, now. Father, why? I'm so upset. Please I'm relieve me so from upset. this suffering. No, oh God! This is hell. This is my hell. You are going to lose every listener you have. Yeah, no. We literally this is the la- again the last episode because that was awful. Please stop. Anyways, as I was saying, sorry, my other cuties got upset at my face. Okay, so we're gonna move in. We're gonna see how it goes. We're so excited for this party. Now, at this point, we may have determined. That some lower life forms are less than cute and must be dealt with. Oh my god. <laughs> Said across the room because I'm pretty sure you're picking up on my stuff. Also, <laughs> we're going to learn what parts of sentient life can serve the interests of the cuties. Everything else must be isolated. Finally, step three, the after party. We eliminate everything that does not serve the cuties' best interests! Once the world has been made totally adorable, then begins the non-stop orgies! Where we try to spread the cuties across the world as quickly as possible. Remember, at this point, a hug and a smile could go a long way to keep you from being executed! This isn't cute. This is horrifying. I think Jordan's crying. <laughs> My soul just died. <laughs> what? Mm? What? What is even the point of anything anymore? <laughs> so this is a world where psychotic, no. this psychotic is a world. orgiastic, cute monsters land on a planet and take it over. Notice. I noticed. <sighs> so, uh, anyways, I'm done. That's section two. I am going to find a possum and catch it 
and just release it in your house. I dare you to catch a possum, Diana. It will bite you. You will get rabies. They're wild animals. They're not nice. I mean, you can catch possums and be perfectly fine. Like, yeah, No, Jordan, you should not encourage people to do that. <laughs> This is hey, the problem with like this this, like, this weekend. Uh, I want this gets released on Thursday, so everybody this weekend. I want y'all to go out and I want y'all to catch the possums. Don't and do take it. A, take a picture. If you take a picture with a possum and send it to me, I will. I don't know what I'll do, but I will do something for you. One give you my Facebook so you can harass me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I will hand out Diana's personal information <laughs> if you get I think a possum. That catching possums is just harassing possums. They have no desire to be caught. Part <laughs> no, two, they true. want to they live are with you. Vicious animals and will attack you if you corner them. them. They'll play possum and you can stuff them in a box. Yeah, possums only play possum for so long. Yeah, that's yeah. why you put them in the box. <laughs> Okay, Diana. Oh, God. That was way too much prelude. Your okay, turn. Here's, here's where it gets cute. Before long, I'm sweating heavily. The humidity makes me feel like I'm swaddled in a moist This blanket. is when it gets cute. So I'm sweating a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm into sweaty stuff, but... Moist. Look at my armpits. They're just Moist gross. doesn't gross me out. Generally, I consider moist oh, to be very positive. No, no, but it will... Gross out your listeners. Yeah, so we're I, just trying to lose as why? many as possible. Don't you want a moist cupcake? Like, that's like, <laughs> I always think about breads, and I want, anyways. <laughs> anyways, as I roll up my sleeves, I am arrested by movement. The first living thing I see on this planet, well, it's a a ball with, with feet. Yes, o- oval feet and tiny little nubbin arms. It's perfectly camouflaged with the landscape, round and pink. What I have to assume are its eyes are half the size of its body, with no iris, just a huge pupil. It approaches me slowly, but it's not afraid. What, Cody? Is this just Kirby? Is this actually cute? I was going for Jigglypuff, but Kirby was was in in the realm as well. Shush, there's more. (laughs) Um, It approaches me slowly, but it's not afraid. I feel as though it's sniffing me. Kick it. It squeaks. I just realized this it's... isn't real and my reaction didn't make any sense. Goes, like, sorry. I was like, just kick it away. This isn't real. Yeah, you know, that would be reasonable. Uh, it squeaks quietly, twitches a little triangular ear, and rubs its tiny nose against my knee. I have no idea. How, I have no idea how to tell if this thing is sentient or not, but it certainly seems friendly. The thing chirps and nuzzles me again. I feel a smile nudging its way onto my face, and just a little bit of my tension melts. It seems I found a friend. A whirring rush right next to my head scares the crap out of me. I flail my arms, almost falling over. There's a a bird, I think, on my shoulder. It grips tight to my clothes with little orange feet. These feet have no toes or claws. They're almost square, but they grip by bending almost into a circle, like the hand on a Lego person. Its head is the size of its body, and its feathers are bright yellow. Its eyes take up half its head, and, like my little pink friend, also have no iris. Is this a side When I finally stop moving, no, it's not. It squawks with a strangely appealing croak and brushes my ear with the side of its tiny blunt beak. It's actually like Tweety Bird. Oh. Shut up. So like Psyduck, yeah. These? What? Tweety Bird is not Psyduck? What is wrong? A lot of things. I think I might be mentally disturbed. 
Uh, these are the most strangely bold animals I've ever seen, if animal is the right word. They're certainly not dangerous, though. I look up towards the mountains and am startled to see a whole crowd of creatures. They are standing near each other, but not exactly with each other. One is white with large black patches around its eyes, with little round ears, a fat belly, and limbs with rounded ends. None of the creatures here seem to have paws or fingers. Another creature is completely white, with a round head, smallish eyes, triangular ears, and what looks like a, a bow? A little red bow on its ear? But wait, when I look more closely, it just seems to be part of the creature's head. That one's Hello Kitty. Oh. A third creature is... I'm going to well, cut out where you explain this and see if anybody gets it. Good. That was what I went for when writing it, and then I realized this might get really confusing. <laughs> Um, ah, this is getting ridiculous. As far as I can see, this thing doesn't even have limbs. Its body is squarish and pink, with vertical ridges in its skin all the way around. As far as I can tell, its whole body is just its head, with big shiny black eyes and a perpetually open U-shaped mouth with darker pink patches at the corners of its thin lips. And on top of its squarish head body... It looks like a layered pile of white fluffy stuff with pink and teal and yellow flecks. And it comes to a curly point at the top. It's a sentient cupcake. I do want to say that you have a weird relationship with cartoon characters, that these are your descriptions. They're horrifying. Good. <laughs> yes, this B- is supposed body to be a horror. horror story. Okay. <laughs> I get it now. Surprise. What I really did was I googled kawaii in Google Images and then described the things that I saw. That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. This creature hops towards me with the gasping, excited sound like I'm the most fascinating thing it's ever seen. (laughs) And the answer to all its prayers. I take a step back and it stops with a squeak. Its eyes... Its eyes well up with tears. What on earth? Those are clearly tears. Kill its me. open mouth trembles, and for a second I think it's about to start sobbing. But when I take a step towards it, the tears disappear and its eyes shine with unmistakable joy. Okay then. With this, all the little creature crowds start hopping or stumbling towards me with squeaks, giggles, and chirps. I feel like I'm dreaming. The bird on my shoulder gives my ear a friendly nip, which tells me I'm definitely not asleep. I step forward into my little crowd of admirers and wonder what kind of planet this is. Okay. I I have a couple of comments. All of them are good. Um I love this because it is horrifying. Because it's just like it's cute, but oh my god, is it horrifying. And I, I, I love like this like the way that you're kind of developing it. Especially when you started like talking, oh yeah, um, you know, we landed on this planet and all this stuff. It's like, okay, this isn't gonna be a cute world, but it's cute. It's yes. it's very but also well, when you start started talking about them coming up to you as just kill me <laughs> or or the other the alternative is Edward Play and it just it, it's <laughs> oh, very <no>. play word, <laughs> but yeah. And I'm sorry to the fans for bringing that up, but yeah, just, those are the two oh. things that flashed through my head. Which is like kill 
Your world makes me want to puke. <laughs> that was the intent. Your world makes my ears hurt. That Diana's is terrifying, I'm... and mine's run of the mill. <laughs> well, that's what we—that's what's expected, I yeah. think. Part of what's doing that is that I wrote it in first person from the perspective of a person who's like a normal human being, and that's part of what makes it horrifying: is that it's not a third person view from the top of how adorable this all is. It's like an experiential, holy fuck, what is going well, on? I'm sorry that yeah. I took my world, when I said cute, it's like, oh, let's describe cute animals enjoy what life is and learning about life together. And practicing sustainable practices. Yes, you know. <laughs> I know the sustainability, the water also creates insects, okay? <laughs> it's horrifying <laughs> right, at right, first, but the like, insects are really cute, they're all ladybugs, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Jumping spiders. No, that's not cute. <laughs> Jump spiders are never going to be cute. Oh man, Eric will have words with you. Does Is he, he a like spider spiders? person? He he likes the little jumping oh, spiders. Okay. He thinks okay. they're cute. That's all. I just have a visceral fear of spiders. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you're not wrong. <sighs> Anyways, okay. I'm assuming you're done. Yes. Okay. Society history. Each of the animals will tell their history in a slightly different way, but here's how I believe it should go. The ancestors of the fluffballs emerged from the forest. They saw the bright and shining land and decided to explore. Realizing the desert was too hot, the wind-whipped hills were too hard to traverse, and the mountains were not easy to sustain life, they stuck to the forest and the donut plains. In the forest, they explored and made their homes. You missed a beautiful opportunity. What? You missed a beautiful opportunity to say the desert was too hot and the mountains were too cold, but something was just wrong. <laughs> I'm upset with you now. Uh, Proceed. Man, I failed to you, podcast over. Okay, so anyway, wrapping it up, <laughs> I could do that gag <laughs> twice in one episode. Okay, so. You could do that gag as many times as you want. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. In the forest, they explored and made their homes. They found the magic glowing lake mirror and realized it was there to help grow the trees and the plants. They cultivated and grew their land, and in doing so, they found many treasures. They visited the donut plains and harvested the treats that grew from the ground. But, on the other hand, the original scales emerged from the great volcano campfire. They also explored the land, but when it came to the forest and the plains, the fluffballs kept them out, claiming the land as their own. Sad that they could not just get along and live in the forest with the others, the scales took to the sea salt desert as the land suited them much better. They found their own treasures and kept it hidden from the fluffballs. Their lakes had magical properties as well, so this satisfied them. If the scales could not enter the forest, then the fluffballs could not have access to the intriguing desert or the beautiful hot springs on Mount Campfire. So lastly, our feathered friends came from the islands far out at sea. They flew around the continent looking for a place to stay. Seeking out the forest, the fluffballs did not welcome them there. They tried to swoop down and get treats from the plains and were driven off. They then went to the desert and were also rejected by the scales. They sought to live on the beaches, but it turned out that two-thirds of the continent's beaches belonged to the other two groups. So, finally, they found the perfect area for them. The wind-whipped hills. They could fly and do their versions of extreme sports, and in all the flying, they found caves filled with treasures. What, Cody? No, no, just go ahead. I hate that I'm getting judged on both sides, by the way. I was just I was I'm, just thinking about your world. That's all. Just just keep we'll, going. We'll talk about it at the end. I hate you guys. Yeah. 
Well, with the three separate groups came land squabbles. The Fluffballs didn't think that the Scales had the rights to own the mountains, and the Scales didn't think it was fair that the Feather could just fly over the land willy-nilly. The Feather were upset that they only got a small portion of the land and everyone kept fighting. To try to puff out their chests, the three of them bragged about their treasures and yet became jealous of what everyone else had. Despite not allowing the others equal shares, each group argued that they should have an equal share of the land and treasure. This turned ugly. Well, it was mainly slap fights and a lot of yelling, but the land was in a state of conflict. <laughs> Till finally, a wise old crane stopped the three groups and had them take a look at themselves. They had become an ugly bunch filled with greed and envy. There was no point in fighting over the land when they could easily compromise, but yet all three were way too stubborn. So the wise old crane decided to work with all three to find equal standing. That's when they all came up with fun ideas. Why not turn the mountains into resorts and sell and trade treasures? Why not open up the beaches to everyone or host sporting events over the wind-whipped hills? Why not enjoy a nice snack in the donut plains together? The animals enjoyed all this, and they enjoyed sun tanning in the heat. They all even enjoyed the sweet treats. And I messed up that sentence, so anyways. Thus, coming to an understanding, the conflict ended, and all three species found peace. This was the start of the harmony in Sunnyside. Okay, guys, your turn to just tear this story I made apart. I only have one thing. What? So I'm going to go first. Yes. Okay. So it's a wise old crane. Yes. But he's just another feathered. Yeah. So really what we need is a compromise candidate who can represent all three. And you know where I'm going. No, where are you going, Diana? He needs to be a platypus. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't I think of this? Okay, so you solidified genius. your spot on the because podcast. Because platypuses are uh, uh, an abomination and should have never been <laughs> yes. made. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was not. definitely not going to get into what happens if the species like had um, mating together, Bumped. interspecies mating, because that would be terrifying and absolutely horrifying, so I didn't do that. Platypus! Platypus! No, my face was like halfway through your <gasps> section. I was just going to be like... Was the solution in your world just segregation? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the conflict was segregation. That, that was halfway <laughs> through, and then it got better. That, well, you like you listen to the like, conflict. It's like, oh, wait, this is the solution. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it was halfway uh, through. Well... That's then why we really I made a face. Should have gotten so, into the interbreeding question. Yeah, right. We really want to end segregation. I really do need to do that. Um, but no. So I just designed the result is platypuses, Diana. I just designed this world in order, like, to either read like a kids' book or to be like a kids' game, where you know the moral of the story is that sharing is good, and we need to share with others. And that's yes. what I find cute is cute little morals. <laughs> Anyways, you ready to hear about no my cute gods, little morals? No masters. I just need to point out that most of the faces I was making while you were reading was at the things that Cody was sending over. Yeah, the I, 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 I saw the... So, <laughs> Cody was just sending sexy <laughs> pictures of trunks from Dragon Ball Z. It's just... And a sexy picture of Vegeta. Down. I will give you that one. 
If you way, imagine, no, no, that was me. Because oh, that it was, was way you. sexier than any of the pictures. No, that he it's was not. Taking. He's we two feet tall, and he's a down. bad person. <laughs> he was only a bad person for a little while. That's, then he was good, and, and then he turned bad for a little while. Killed a bunch of people. Then he turned good again, and then he got bad in Dragon Ball GT. Killed a bunch of people. Then he turned good. Does it? No, no, no. Stop it. And now he's permanently real. good. I'm pretty sure. GT isn't real. Yeah, Dragon just, Ball Super. I've never been more angry at either of you. I am ready for triple boning. <laughs> Let's do it. That is a sentence I never thought would ever be said. It's just, I'm ready for triple boning. Let's do it. All right, ready? <laughs> Section three. Cuties don't bleed fluff. Ooh. The rebellion had to get smart. The first thing we learned is that we had to fight blind and we had to fight dirty. Let me try to describe to you what cutie occupation was like. The first few years, it was just mass death. Anything that didn't agree with the cuties was gotten rid of. And I would consider those people to be the lucky ones. Better to have been killed cleanly early on than survive what we saw next. Stage two of their little adventure was personality adjustments, I say in massive quotation marks. This was where they set up facilities where all of us that could be considered useful were made cute to ensure that we could harmoniously interface into their new cute world. Then the last part was the never-ending parties. It just kept going. Once the cuties had taken control, I just, I don't know how to say what just happened. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, it's really sad about what it says about both of you. I said nonstop party, and what you did not pantomime was sex, which would have been accurate. You pantomimed masturbation, which is just so sad. Okay, they're not allowed to have a peek behind the curtain. Like, Jordan, you ready to go to a party? Yep, sits alone in chair, unzip. It's a party for one. Anyways, they never stopped partying, and worst of all, they never stopped breeding. The result of this was that for the first time in recorded history, the three species of this moon actually started to get along. We finally had a common enemy. Diana, are you okay? Do you need a cup of water or a break? I don't know. (laughs) I will survive. I have lots of experience with hysterics. Don't worry. Anyways, the three species finally got along now that we had a common enemy. And that's when we got smart. We went underground. We started to hide. We got organized and got ready to start trying to take out cuties. The biggest issue, though, was our sight. No one that saw a cutie could bring themselves to kill it because they were just so darn cute. Which is when we found out one of two things had to happen. Either we had to go into the fights blindfolded, which was risky because we might have a blindfold fall off and they would be stunned by their cuteness and we'd be out of the fight. Or two, we had to blind ourselves. The most intense people did that. Anyways, what? This was supposed to be a cute world. What the little heck happened? This was supposed to be cute, and you turned into oh yeah, we have to gouge our own eyes out so we can kill the cute things. Like, where did this go? 
Oh, it went to a good, good place. The first, the first assassination just happened. And unfortunately, I was the only survivor. It took 20 of us organized and jumping one cutie alone down a dark alley for us to successfully bring one, bring down one of these monsters for the first time. See, not only are the cuties cute, they're also incredibly intelligent, highly nimble, and they're so strong. It was a bloodbath. Most of us died as soon as the attack start. As soon as, sorry, as soon as the attack started. Also, we learned something else. Obviously, vision is the thing that makes the cuties the most cute, but all of our other senses also were driving us to not kill them. They smelled adorable. They felt adorable when he touched them. It was horrible. But finally, I felt the blood of that cutie on my hands. They're not filled with fluff. But even as it bled out in front of me, I knew it was a hollow victory. It took 20 of us to kill one cutie, and I barely made it out alive. And we're already outnumbered. There's no way this rebellion is going to stop them. I feel like this isn't technically a cute world since it's all about murdering. Yeah, Not but it's about- sense enjoys their cuteness. Yeah. I can personally attest that hearing them is not not an appealing experience. What, hearing cute things? Yeah, your cute things. Hearing as you. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're, to- we're talking about you. <laughs> that was my cute voice. Not, <laughs> like, appealing? Huh. huh. Oh. I can't right I have now. to change the way I talk to Mandy. Please. Talk to her like that all the time. Give her your sexy voice. That she grating, absolutely grating voice. Slap. Diana, the goal is to get slapped. Oh, touche, touche. I mean, we all know you like getting slapped, Cody. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, God, is it my turn? It might be. I think so, yes. Believe that's how it happened. Okay. I have been walking for I don't know how long. I am terribly, terribly tired. My little friends have never left my side. I'm trying not to trip on them. They are the only thing keeping me going at this point. The joy on their expressive faces allows me to take my next step. My little bird, I named him Georgie, hasn't abandoned his perch on my shoulder. His beak occasionally wiggles when the blood stops flowing from behind my ear to break up the clot. It's sore, but I just listen to his happy croaking purrs and more tension flows from me. I'm carrying the pink ball creature, I named her Bubbles, on my hip while she licks at the blood flowing from the soft spot above my collarbone with her tickly, rasping tongue. Every so often, she chirps the sweetest little chirp, and it's all I can do to keep from crying with tenderness. The little black-and-white roly-poly creature, I named him Donut, is waddling along holding my hand with his two stubby arms, sucking on the blood flowing from the twin punctures in my wrist. What is happening? He gives snuffly little grunts as he sucks, and the deepest peace flows through me as the blood flows out. Cody, you are ruining the effect! This is so Sit down! How am I ruining the effect? I'm not talking right now, and I'm sweaty. I'm opening a window! The little white creature with the red bow, I named her Kitty, has her nubbin arms wrapped around my calf. And I I can't see her, but I think she is feeding from a wound on the back of my knee. 
At least some time ago, she ripped a hole through my armor back there. She is the heaviest and the hardest to walk with. I keep wanting to stop and gently pry her off my leg, but I just don't have the heart. The square head body creature, I named him Cupcake, hops along ahead. He sets a slow pace that I can keep up with. He hops backwards, watching my every step with shining, joyful eyes. Occasionally, other creatures peep out from behind hills or pink boulders, but it seems like he only has to hop toward them once and they disappear. I'm relieved, but sad. I'm sure I would love more friends, but it's all I can do to care for the ones that I have and keep putting one foot in front of the other. Oh, I have fallen. And I can't get up. Thankfully, my little friends seemed to sense that I was going down because they hopped nimbly out of the way. Oh, they're back now. I roll onto my back so I can see them better. Above me, there is a a mountain, but it's dark. It's dark. It's green? A a green mountain? Not pink. How is that possible? A green mountain and a thatch of fiery red at its peak. Oh, it's getting darker now. It's, It's dark. That's the end of that section. <laughs> I I really like your world, Diana. Oh, I'm happy for that. No, it's just... It's, I didn't know kinda... this was where this episode was going to go when I rolled the die. Oh, I was going to say, I warned you. <laughs> well, it's like, and I but I thought cute. I thought cute. Not like monsters that suck your blood. Well, so you got to understand that I'm coming at this always from an evolutionary of perspective. So why would an entire planet evolve to be adorable? We're oh, find out. oh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Well, oh, I hate that your I, world makes sense. <laughs> when I first thought about this, I kind of thought of trying to do like a Lotus Eaters world, mm. which that's uh, not exactly yeah. the same thing that you did, but it's kind of similar that like uh-huh. growing comfort equals death kind of thing. And that's where I was. Yep. That's I thought about going there with my world and then mm-hmm. instead decided to make the cuties a nightmare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty much the worst nightmare I've ever had. I don't know how I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Good. If only that no, was the I voice you used. <laughs> okay. All right, is it, Jordan, is it your turn? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I saw you reeling up to go, so I was going to stop you so I could go. <laughs> like, I was. You're like making the bat back. It's like, hold on. Okay. This is Society Current in my shortest section. This might chance is my um, shortest world that I've ever done, only being two and a half pages as opposed to my usual four or five. Or my extraordinary seven or ten. Um, oh my! So I'm in four, and I thought it was too long. Yeah, no, this is two and a half, and it's really short for the reason of not having to record three hours. Okay, so society current. Now that all beings get along on Sunnyside, the world is a much happier place. Yes, they still keep to their own areas mainly, but they all take the time to travel in between the other lands. This happens freely without conflict. Scales are allowed to live in the forest, fluff walls in the desert, and so on. They go in and out of the tourist areas and enjoy each other's company. To solve the issues of the treasures found, exploration in all areas is promoted. What you find, you can keep, but of course there is trading throughout the lands. I do this in every world. Holy crap. <laughs> I just thought of like three other worlds that I do this in. It's like, ah, son of a Hey, Jordan, it's all right. God hasn't showed up and started flipping off everything. No, I specifically yet, so. didn't put a God in this world for that reason. I call you a cinnamon bun 
for very good yeah. reasons. <laughs> this brings collectors and treasure hunters. Well, this is supposed to be the cute episode, Diana. I'm supposed to be writing <laughs> like this. I followed the cute. prompt. I didn't make horrifying. I made cute. Only cinnamon button. The this brings collectors and treasure hunters of all kinds together. That said, this was bad. Of course, the most exotic finds are kept in the Valley Museum between the three lands so all animals can see what amazing things this world holds. The magical waters in both the Shady Forest and the Sea Salt Desert are used as medicines throughout. Say if one of the feathered sprains a wing, just take a little of the magic water and they are all better. The animals have learned what sharing means and like to help out their friends. Once a year, the animals also get together to celebrate the union of the three groups. They call this the Festival of the Crane to celebrate the wise old crane who brought them together. Every <gasps> platypus. <laughs> the wise old platypus who brought them together. Every year at this, yes, the crane festival to celebrate the platypus. Every year at this huge <laughs> festival, all three groups get together to eat all kinds of food, share stories, make arts and crafts, and trades goods. All in order to celebrate the differences that each group brings to the table. Despite all the past squabbles, they all realize that each and every one of them is unique and special. And through all of this, they are equal under the sun. The end. I, went for, I went for a very kid's book approach to this. You yeah. did. And you, you know what? You nailed that approach. Thank I you, you it. horrifying monsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cuddy, uh, take you us You are home. a cinnamon bun. I if I designed a cinnamon bun, it would be a horrifying monster. So I think this is this this makes sense. It's like you're gonna be like sweet and innocent on our like cute episode. <laughs> I mean, most of my other episodes are sweet and innocent, but still, <laughs> I like the forest. Okay, <laughs> I think exploring is fun. Fun, fun, fun. And I think God hates us all. <laughs> yeah, well that that becomes clear. As we listen to your episodes. <laughs> Alright, y'all ready for the last uh, for the last little bit? Yes, yes. As long as it's not in the voice yes, of Yes, please. A as long as it's not in a horror voice. Oh, screw oh, you. God. I am responsible! Okay. Oh, okay. That's better. It's still bad. I can handle a Dalek. <laughs> My deepest hope was that the sentient races on Lotus Minor would kill the cuties. But alas, they failed. I stayed. I stayed because I had to. I had to watch the horror unfold. I had to watch as the cuties landed on the planet and conquered it immediately. Us Splorps, we live for generations, so we were able to stay and watch from safely from orbit, and we saw the horrors the cuties reaped. It was terrible, and it is all my fault. The people on Lotus Minor failed, but I will not. Generations and generations of cuties have slowly conquered the entire planet. All resistance was snuffed out, and now the moon Lotus Minor is 100% adorable. I have never been this miserable, nor felt this much horrible weight pressing down on me from this failure. But I was still safe until recently. That has changed. The cuties they've begun to build. We always knew this was possible. The cuties have built vessels. Vessels aimed at space. Aimed at us. Lotus Miner must be destroyed. 
My vessel is large enough to do this. One collision should be enough to decimate the planet. It is necessary. Chief Tinker's last log. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I'm done. That was my world. Good. It was very cute. It was not. It was very cute. <laughs> it was about the end of civilization as we know it. Well, it was about the end of three civilizations. Yeah. That makes it better because it's three and not just one. Okay, Diana made cute vampires and you're like giving me crap. Hers are drinking (laughs) blood from a guy who's dying slowly in first person. And mine was about animals learning the power of sharing. So which one was actually cute? (laughs) Mine. Get out of Mine it. was scientifically accurate. Of course it was. So it's the truth. There is cute. scientifically accurate is on is the side list, by the way. Nothing cuter than scientific accuracy. Yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, Diana, take us home. Oh Don't worry, God. Diana. Being scientifically accurate never makes you a drag at parties, I promise. <laughs> Too bad you don't get okay. invited to parties, Cody. I was oh. gonna say I don't really go to parties <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Oh. oh god. Okay. All right. So fair warning: this part is a little more rough drafty. Okay. It's still throwing it together last minute, so I might might pause weird places. Anyway, <clears throat> so now that our main character, our perspective character, is dead, uh, this is a third-person story of the goddess. She is the size of a mountain, but she has the form of a woman. She sits cross-legged, her body huge, her fire-red hair cascading around her perfect face. At the sound of a little twitter, her gaze breaks away. A a tiny, fat bird hops up and down, tweeting by her massive toe. Its body seems like just a fat puff of bright blue fuzz with useless nub arms. She pauses, considering, then nods and reaches her finger down to the creature. It leaps hungrily and sinks its tiny beak into her fingertip. As it sucks, another creature waddles closer. This creature has webbed feet, discernible wings, and hugely round black eyes. It is roughly ovoid, maybe knee-high. It sports a sort of pouty mouth and a flat nose. I need everyone to know that this is a porg. (laughs) Without looking away from me, she lazily flicks her other hand and strikes it. The creature is flung through the air and gone in a blink. I didn't mean to say looks away from me. This is a little blank. Whatever. She's just flicking a porg away because she doesn't like it. She is the last of her kind. They were humanoid photosynthetic organisms. Mobile like animals, but only needing the sun for sustenance. They were the bottom of the food chain, but lived in balance within their ecosystem, and as sentient beings took pride in their role as the life givers, until the new sentient creature evolved. Lizard-like, scaly, angular, and clawed, with grasping hands, oh they conquered the earth, enslaving the life givers. You described Holden McNeely, by the way. Yes! Is it like sharp angles and grasping hands? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say slimy, though. Or pustules. Pustules. Um, They enslaved the life givers and drained them. But the lizards did not understand the impact they were having on the life giver population until they had already begun their extinction spiral. The goddess, the last of her kind, escaped 
and survived by hiding. Populations all the way from the bottom to the top of the food chain collapsed until there were only a few small animals left, including the reptile people, by the way. They all went extinct. She, already longer lived than any of her people had ever been, emerged and found herself in a position to choose who lived and who died. So she shaped the evolution of the remaining life forms. Her world has not changed in millennia. She continues to live and grow larger and larger. She remains, and creatures come to her for life. If she let them, they would multiply indefinitely and maybe even drain her completely. Then, as she withered, they too would all perish. So she chooses. She chooses the ones she likes, the ones which are respectful, the ones which are beautiful, the ones which are new. Life has become riotous with colors and forms and textures and sweet sounds trying to win her attention and just a sip of her blood. Done. This kind of, to me, I mean, a little bit, not necessarily, but this kind of played out like annihilation to me. Oh, oh yeah, you know, I was wondering what feeling I was getting, and that's yeah, exactly Yeah, it kind of plays out, the movie Annihilation, it kind of has that same feels like this land is kind of consuming you type of thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'd never heard of it, even. Oh, the I movie? mean, I... It's, it's an interesting movie. No, Natalie yeah. Portman's in it. That's about oh. And um, Oscar yeah. Isaacs. I, I made fun of you for being a tree hugger early, but yes, the explicit moral of this is don't destroy your ecosystem. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're killing Otherwise, our Earth. We need to stop. Yes. Okay. Well, no, those were good worlds. I really, I like yours, even though it was supposed to be cute. The horror aspects really um, brought me in. Yes, scientifically accurate. Yes, yes, whatever. Uh, we, which is, <laughs> I think we have scientifically accurate world on our list. So eventually you'll have to come back for that. Do we have that? Oh, no, it's on no, the side list. It's not on the official list yet. So... That's a hard prompt, though, because, like, what? you don't even get direction from Fine, that, then I'll make something else, science. and then we'll just have to... How about a very Diana world? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, oh, that's what the prompt is now. Thanks. That's just going to get really added... mean. There's no way for that to be fun. <laughs> make a world that Diana would appreciate. that's a good idea? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and roll. Okay, you guys... Yep, that went places. Okay. Every time you are on this show, I roll this. Redo a previous topic. Every time we have a guest, I always roll this. Yes. 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 (laughs) Oh, boy. I love redo a previous topic. I usually scratch it because we do this so often, but yeah, sure. Let's redo a previous topic. Oh, Jordan. Redoing a previous topic is how we got hardcore dolphins. No. I was going to say, you should do sexy vampire dolphins. (laughs) Sexy vampire I might redo Sexy Vampires, honestly. That was a fun one. I well, do, we I did, do we just that. did that two weeks ago. You're not redoing Yeah, but it. it's fun, <laughs> they would, you know? Oh, jeez. Yeah, so for your reference, Cody, all of the previous worlds are below in a list. But anyways, um, yeah, that's the end of the show. Next week we'll be redo a previous topic, as always. Um, <laughs> and that's all I got. Cody, what do you got to plug? Wandering Gamer Network, we're on YouTube and anywhere podcasts are found. Thank you. Diana, what do you got to plug? Leave me alone and don't talk okay, to so me. Okay, so Diana's phone number is... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and for me, you can find me at something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv. As I've been saying recently, I stream sometimes because I do not have a consistent schedule anymore. Eventually, we'll get back to it. Um, other than that, you can check us out on the Wandering Gamer Network. I'm trying to think of anything else, but there's nothing else. Okay, but thank y'all for listening. We shall catch y'all on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Say something. Don't just stick out. Uh, bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye.